Welcome to Guided by Moontide, an intuitive astrology podcast that explores astrological themes and major planetary transits to support your healing and evolution. Episodes are released every new and full moon. I'm your host, Christina Wingeyer. Hello and welcome to today's episode. The time period I will be covering is from February 16th through March 1st, starting at the full moon and moving through the waning phase of the lunar cycle to the dark moon. All of the times and dates mentioned in this episode are Pacific time. We have our full moon at 28 degrees of Leo on February 16th. Very passionate and creative full moon. We've got the usual push-pull of the sun and moon, which is always a lot of energy. And we also have this very powerful, dynamic Mars-Venus conjunction in Capricorn. And not only that, but the sun and moon are square the nodes of the moon. And I spoke about the sun square the nodes a little bit on the last episode. Basically, we're halfway in between eclipse seasons when the sun squares the nodes. But this full moon also activates this whole like fate, destiny kind of frequency. The stakes are high. Let's break it down. The moon is traveling in the sign of Leo. And the sign of Leo is ruled by the sun. The sun is traveling in Aquarius. And this is what's making our full moon. The moon in Leo fixed fire and the sun in Aquarius fixed air. So if you put them together, you have fixed fire air, hot air that might be rising or that might be very intense. Feel into that, the quality of that, because that's like a very elemental thing. And the fire element is connected to vitality. It's also an agent of transformation. The air element is connected a lot to thought and communication. And so there is potential for some very dynamic and transformative connections under the light of this full moon. The sign of Leo has this need to be at the center and I think this is connected to its ruler, the sun, which is at the center of the solar system. All the planets orbit around the sun. And so this is where we get the correlations to Leo's wanting to be seen. And, you know, like a child is wanting to be seen and, and praised for their accomplishments, or like a diva needs to be worshipped and appreciated, or like royalty is kind of in the public eye, like all of these archetypes are connected to the sign of Leo. And so there's this kind of like, look at me, see me, celebrate me kind of vibe with this full moon. If we look in the body, Leo shows up in the heart and in the upper spine, which is the center of our bodies. While Aquarius is about the circulation of your blood, oxygenation of your blood. So it's the movement. And the heart is connected in that, right? Because the heart is pumping blood. The question is, what are you circulating through your heart, through your life, through this moment? 
this fixed energy is very stable, but can also get stuck. And so we want to circulate. Circulation is a key for this lunation. This Mars-Venus conjunction has this extra kick to it, kick to the full moon, but there's also this potential drama. Leo and drama go hand in hand sometimes. Just the truth. No offense to all the Leos out there. You know I love you. But Mars and Venus conjunct at 16 degrees of Capricorn. They're in a really interesting dance, these planets, during February and March. Usually Venus moves faster than Mars. But Venus was retrograde and is just turned direct recently and starting to pick up speed, but still moving slowly. And so Mars has this opportunity to kind of catch up and even overtake Venus. And then Venus will pick up speed and overtake Mars next month. So they're they're doing this really interesting dance. And, you know, some people think about these energies as the lovers. And, you know, that's that's possible and maybe you can think about the lover's card in the tarot if you want and I know that everyone has their own interpretation of tarot cards and the quality that I think about with the lover's card is a lot about falling in love with yourself and unifying parts of yourself and life being the beloved but that's me okay the planets Mars is about taking action and moving towards something Whereas Venus is more about the pleasure and enjoyment of the process. Mars is the muscle and Venus is the artistry. And Mars is really strong. It's exalted in Capricorn. So super high functioning, very driven and resource like eye on the prize. Whereas Venus is still kind of getting stabilized and getting her sea goat legs in Capricorn. And this conjunction in Capricorn has a lot of charge and pressure and power, power plays, power dynamics, but Capricorns like to commit. So there's this pressure to commit to something or someone or get someone to commit to something. And with Valentine's Day just a few days before, love and relationships definitely in the air, lots of expectations, lots of feelings, hence the potential for drama. But again, like the lover's card, if we are thinking about it as integrating our own selves and loving life and loving ourselves, yes, we are humans and we love to share our love with others. And Love is beautiful and exciting, and sometimes love hurts. Broken hearts are real, and broken hearts can heal. And this full moon, whatever it's pulling up out of the shadows, whatever is arising for you, it's here to help you heal your heart, to be brave enough to love and embody your own creative energy and to find confidence in self-expression and expressing your love. The astro energy of today invites you into your own heart to consider how you are circulating love in your life and to create more harmonious environment in your heart. To bring this loving energy into the very center of your being and radiate it outward as you feel called. As I mentioned, Mars and Venus are in this delightful dance for a couple of weeks. It'll come back together on March 5th at zero degrees Aquarius. I'll talk about that in the next episode. And if you look back, the last time they were conjunct was July 13th of 2021. 
and it was at 19 degrees of Leo, which is the same sign the full moon is in. So there's some pretty cool synchronicities there, I think. And you might want to reflect back to that time period to consider what has shifted and evolved in your relationships and in your relationship to love itself. So happy full moon in Leo, 28 degrees of Leo, Mars and Venus conjunct at 16 degrees of Capricorn. On February 17th, we have Jupiter and Pisces, sextile Uranus and Taurus. This is happening at 11 degrees. And I think this is a fun aspect. An unexpected opportunity is available, but it probably won't be obvious. It's a sextile, so it requires your active participation. I think of this connection as embodied intuition, elementally, we have water and earth, which is a very fertile connection. So growth is guaranteed. But you, my friend, are the gardener. You have to show up and work in your garden. So sextile, sextiles are subtle. They're latent potentials. But it's really quite a lovely connection. It's also a great day for spiritual insights. On the 18th, the sun enters the sign of Pisces, and the sun will be in Pisces through March 20th. So it's Pisces season. Happy birthday to all the Pisces out there. Pisces is mutable water, the oceans of creation, cosmic consciousness, psychic sensitivities, dreams, compassion, boundarylessness, merging. These are some of the words I think of when I think of Pisces. The symbol for Pisces is two fish that are connected and swimming in different directions. One is swimming toward the heavens and one is swimming towards earth. And so we have this very liminal sign Pisces being the last side of the zodiac that is connected to endings, which means it's also connected to beginnings. And what is ending is in the northern hemisphere, winter. In the southern hemisphere, summer are coming to an end after Pisces season is the last month of that season. And it's also the last month of the astrological year, which begins anew when the sun enters Aries. In general, it's a great time to pay attention to the topics of your Pisces house, as this is the sun's annual transit through this area of your charts. Pisces season has some extra big waves this year because Jupiter is in Pisces along with Neptune. So it's going to be extra generous, extra dreamy, and maybe even extra confusing or delusional if you aren't able to keep your feet on the ground. I think it will be very easy to get swept up this Pisces season. And since Pisces is very permeable and super sensitive, it's going to be important to check in with your energy body and energetic boundaries and to clear your field on a regular basis, to clear out any psychic junk or energy that doesn't feel like it's yours. And there's nothing wrong with getting swept away. It's 
something about all of this Pisces energy, though, especially as Jupiter gets closer and closer to Neptune, it just may make things seem true that are impossible, which in some ways is a boon because it allows you to see new things and dream into new realities. But in some cases, it's going to look like it's too good to be true and it's going to be too good to be true because there's just a lot of merging energy and can get confusing. Pisces, it can get confusing, but I still think it's going to be a lovely time. I love Pisces season in general. The sun will be in Pisces. I think I said this, but I'll say it again through March 20th. And what are the topics of your Pisces house and what's being activated by Jupiter and by Neptune. And now the sun's coming through with this light and this warmth and happy Pisces season. On February 23rd, the last quarter moon is happening at five degrees of Sagittarius. This is the midpoint of the moon's waning cycle. It happens in between the full moon and the new moon. And it's got this 90 degree square. That's the angle that the quarter moon is making. And this angle, this aspect does create some friction or some tension that requires adjustments. The last quarter moon is what's called a waning square. So it's about letting go and making space by clearing out the old. The waning cycle is about emptying out and we're really emptying more and more after the last quarter moon. This last quarter moon, the moon is in Sagittarius and the sun is in Pisces. So this is mutable fire and mutable water. These signs have the same ruler, the same planetary ruler, Jupiter, who is currently traveling in Pisces, as I've mentioned. Sagittarius is a lot about the truth. It's connected to philosophy and religion and laws. And we have this south node moving through here for the past 18 months. And you've most likely been letting go of beliefs that are no longer true for you. Sagittarius is also about travel. And over the last 18 months, it's possible that you traveled less than you might have in other times that you know we weren't in a global pandemic, right? So it may have been a painful process letting go of things that aren't true for you anymore, letting go of you know a trip that you wanted to take. And there may be something about um, that experience of letting go that may be activated by this last quarter moon. It's almost like a mini crisis of faith, stirring up some insecurities that might have you clinging to a belief or a way of making meaning that's not accurate for you anymore. And with the sun in Pisces and with Jupiter, the ruler of Sagittarius in Pisces, the invitation is to soften and surrender and release. Trust in the process and in your own spiritual maturation. If you would like to learn more about working with the four main phases of the moon, check out my free class, Flow with the Phases of the Moon. There's a link in the show notes below to sign up. 
And by joining this class, you will also subscribe to my newsletter and receive a PDF at the beginning of each month with the major astro transits of each month, as well as info on upcoming classes, an occasional discount link, and my celestial musings. So check out that link in the show notes below if you'd like to join the free class. February 23rd, the same day as the last quarter moon, there is a Mars-Neptune sextile. Mars is in Capricorn and Neptune is in Pisces and this is happening at 22 degrees. This is about taking action or moving toward your dream. Mars is right in between Venus which is about love and relationships, and the asteroid goddess Vesta, which is a lot about commitment and focus. And so you want to check in with what you are saying yes to, what you are taking action on. Does it align with your current and updated values? Can you commit to seeing the project through to the end? Do you need support or resources? What can help you Bring your ideas into form. Mars can cut through Neptune's fog to help you see how to create the conditions on the ground that will support the manifestation of your dream, of your vision, of your idea. Sextiles are latent potential, so you have got to open that door that the universe offers you. The very next day, on the 24th, Venus makes this same aspect with Neptune, a sextile with Neptune at 22 degrees. So this area of your chart, 22 degrees of Capricorn and Pisces, is getting a lot of attention. So Venus sextile Neptune is a reminder to infuse love into the foundations of whatever you are working on, whatever you are creating. It's also an invitation to call the dream to you. Venus has a very magnetic pull, whereas Mars is about taking action, moving towards something. Venus is about receiving and magnetizing something to come towards you. Venus also wants to know the quality of the relationship over the long term. Can you stay in love with this project or this person, especially when it's challenging or difficult? This aspect has a softening quality, a blending or emerging, and it kind of makes me think of a cinematic dreamscape that can actually be your life. So that is a lot of activity between Mars, Venus, Vesta, and Neptune. Also on the 24th, the same day as that Venus-Neptune sextile, we have a Mercury-Uranus square. Mercury is in Aquarius, Uranus is in Taurus, the square is happening at 11 degrees, and this aspect is about getting out of your own way and thinking outside of your own box. It takes effort to cultivate and maintain new innovative thought patterns and ways of communicating. But Mercury has cleared its retrograde shadow. 
So this means there's new information to be aware of, to consider. You may feel pressured to make a decision or answer something very quickly, but it's the waning moon and there's an invitation to take a pause before reacting. Bottom line, be open to new solutions about whatever is on your mind today. This is the final major aspect during this waning phase of the lunar cycle. In the last few days of the lunar cycle, we are moving deeper into the darkness of the moon, continuing to shed and release and wind down. Dark moon energy is a time of rest and regeneration, of integration of the current lunar cycle, and of preparing the soil with this compost to receive the new moon. Last thing before I sign off, I am giving away another 30-minute intuitive astrology consult. And if you'd like to enter that giveaway, what you'll need to do is leave a five-star written review for this podcast on iTunes and then come back to the link in the show notes to let us know you've done so and give your email and name so we can contact you if you win. I'll be doing that drawing under the dark moon. Thank you for listening. I will be back March 2nd for the new moon in Pisces transmission. Bye for now.